Longtime listeners will know that last year Deuteronomy 23 gave us some trouble, just like we had a little bit of trouble at Norm's this year. But I would say we handled it like a champ this year. Oh, yeah. Well, last year we didn't know what was coming. That was the hard thing. So this year, as I'm sure you all have noticed, there's no headings, no chapters, no none of that stuff. Last year, the heading over Deuteronomy 23 was Guidelines for Worship. Yeah. And it started out with just the most shocking, yeah, like, it, it, it was, didn't make sense. It was really life-changing for Eric. It was. Yeah. But it, it occurs to me, that was day 77. Okay. Today is day 63. So we are way ahead of where we were last year. Oh, I know why. I figured oh, it out. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the book of Job. Job. Yeah, yeah, we did okay. Job first right. last year. I was like, I don't understand. <laughs> okay. But today, we're going to pick up in Deuteronomy chapter 23, verse 8. Note verse 9. And... Uh, read through some awkward stuff, and then go all the way to Deuteronomy chapter 26. Okay. Usually we know our stopping point before we start, and I did not even look. I think time. I know it, Eric. Yeah. You do? Mm-hmm. That's what you think? You think it's right there? I do think it's right there. Okay, well, I'm, I'm not look. 100% sure it's right there, but I'm... Well, yeah. I don't think it will be mad if I'm, I mess up the reading. You want to bet my Deuteronomy 23 on it? Where'd that end? I think, I think I'm right. You're, you're correct. I am 100% correct. You're correct. Yes. Okay. All right, Eric. Yeah. Well, let's get at it today. I know you're excited about it. I am. I, yeah. Good. When you go to war against your enemies, be sure to stay away from anything that is impure. Any man who becomes ceremonially defiled because of a nocturnal emission must leave the camp and stay away all day. Memories. Toward the evening, he must bathe himself, and at sunset, he may return to the camp. You must have a designated area outside the camp where you can go to relieve yourself. Each of you must have a spade as part of your equipment. Whenever you relieve yourself, dig a hole with the spade and cover the excrement. That's a good call. The camp must be holy, for the Lord your God moves around in your camp to protect you and defeat your enemies. He must not see any shameful thing among you, or he will turn away from you. If slaves should escape from their masters and take refuge with you, you must not hand them over to their masters. Let them live among you in any town they choose and do not oppress them. No Israelite, whether man or woman, may become a temple prostitute. When you are bringing an offering to fulfill a vow, you must not bring to the house of the Lord your God any offering from the earnings of a prostitute, whether man or woman, for both are detestable to the Lord your God. Do not charge interest on the loans you make a fellow Israelite, whether you loan money or food or anything else. You may charge interest to foreigners, but you may not charge interest to the Israelites, so that the Lord your God may bless you in everything you do in the land you are about to enter and occupy. When you make a vow to the Lord your God, be prompt in fulfilling whatever you promised him. For the Lord your God demands that you promptly fulfill all your vows, or you'll be guilty of sin. However, it is not a sin to refrain from making a vow. But once you have voluntarily made a vow, mm-hmm. be careful to fulfill the promise to the Lord your God. When you enter your neighbor's vineyard, you may eat your fill of grapes, but you must not carry away carry any away in a basket. Mm-hmm. And when you enter your neighbor's field of grain, you may pluck the heads of grain with your hand, but you must not harvest it with a sickle. Suppose a man marries a woman, but she does not please him. Having discovered something wrong with her, he writes a document of divorce, hands it to her, and sends her away from his house. 
When she leaves his house, she is free to marry another man. But if the second husband also turns against her, writes a document of divorce, hands it to her, and sends her away, or if he dies, the first husband may not marry her again, for she has been defiled. That would be detestable to the Lord. You must not bring guilt upon the land the Lord your God is giving is giving you as a special possession. A newly married man must not be drafted into the army or be given any other official responsibilities. He must be free to spend one year at home, bringing happiness to the wife he is married. It is wrong to take a set of millstones, or even just the upper millstone, as security for a loan, for the owner uses it to make a living. If anyone kidnaps a fellow Israelite and treats him as a slave or sells him, the kidnapper must die. In this way, you will purge the evil from among you. In all cases involving serious skin disease, be careful to follow the instructions of the Levitical priest. Obey all the commands I've given them. Remember that the Lord your God did to Miriam as you were coming from Egypt. If you lend anything to your neighbor, do not enter his house or pick up the item he's giving you as security. You must wait outside while he goes in and brings it out to you. If your neighbor is poor and gives you his cloak as a security for a loan, do not keep the cloak overnight. Return the cloak to its owner by sunset so we can stay warm through the night and bless you, and the Lord your God will count you as righteous. Never take advantage of a poor and destitute laborers. Whether they are fellow Israelites or foreigners living in your towns, you must pay them their wages each day before sunset because they are poor and counting on it. If you don't, they might cry out to the Lord against you, and it would be counted against you as sin. Parents must not be put to death for the sins of their children, nor children for the sins of their parents. Those deserving to die must be put to death for their own crimes. True justice must be given to foreigners living among you and to orphans, and you must never accept the widow's garment as security for her debt. Always remember that you were slaves in Egypt, and that the Lord your God redeemed you from your slavery. That is why I have given you this command. When you're harvesting your crops and forget to bring in a bundle of grain from your field, don't go back to get it. Leave it for the foreigners, the orphans, and the widows. Then the Lord your God will bless you in all that you do. When you beat the olives from your olive trees, <laughs> that sounds fun. like I did last night, don't go over the boughs twice. Leave the remaining olives for the foreigners, orphans, and the widows. When you gather the grapes in your vineyard, don't glean the vines after they are picked. Leave the remaining grapes for the foreigners, orphans, and widows. Remember that you were slaves in the land of Egypt. That is why I'm giving you this command. Suppose two people take a dispute to court, and the judges declare that one is right and the other is wrong. If the person in the wrong is sentenced to be flogged, the judge must command him to lie down and be beaten in the presence with the number of lashes appropriate to the crime. But never give more than 40 lashes. More than 40 lashes would publicly humiliate your neighbor. You must not muzzle an ox or keep it from eating as it treads out the grain. If two brothers are living together on the same property, and one of them dies without a son, his widow may, may not be married, uh, to anyone from outside the family. Instead, her husband's brother should marry her and have intercourse with her to fulfill the duties of, of a brother-in-law. The first son she bears to him will be considered the son of the dead brother, so that his name will not be forgotten in Israel. But if a man refuses to marry his brother's widow, she must go to the town gate and say to the elders assembled there, My husband's brother refuses to preserve his brother's name in Israel. He refuses to fulfill the duties of, of a brother-in-law by marrying me. The elders of the town will then summon him and talk with him. If he still refuses and says, I don't want to marry her, the widow must walk over to him in the presence of the elders, put his sandal from his foot, pull his sandal from his foot, and spit in his face. Then she must declare, this is what happens to a man who refuses to provide the brother with children. Even afterward in Israel, his family will be referred to as the family of the man whose sandal was pulled off. If two Israelite men get into a fight and the wife of one tries to rescue her husband by grabbing the testicles of the other man, you must cut off her hand, show her no pity. You must use accurate scales when you weigh the merchandise, and you must use full and honest measures. Yes, always use honest weights and measures so that you may enjoy a long life in the land the Lord your God is giving to you. All who cheat with dishonest weights and measures are detestable to the Lord your God. Never forget what the Amalekites did to you 
as you came from Egypt. They attacked you when you were exhausted and weary, and they struck down those who were straggling behind. They had no fear of God. Therefore, when the Lord your God has given you the rest, rest from all your enemies in the land that he has given you as a special possession, you must destroy the Amalekites and erase their memory from under heaven. Never forget this. When you enter the land the Lord your God has given you as a special possession, and you have conquered it and settled there, put some of the first produce from each crop you harvest into a basket and bring it to the designated place of worship, the place the Lord your God chooses for his name to be honored. Go to the priest in charge at that time and say to him, With this gift I acknowledge to the Lord our God that I have entered the land he swore to our ancestors he would give us. The priest will then take the basket from your hand and set it before the altar of the Lord your God. You must say, you must then say, in the presence of the Lord your God, my ancestor Jacob was a wandering Aramean who went to live as a foreigner in Egypt. His family arrived few in number, but in Egypt they became a large mighty nation. When the Egyptians oppressed and humiliated us by making us their slaves, we cried out to the Lord, the God of our ancestors. He heard our cries and saw our hardship, toil, and oppression. So the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a strong and powerful arm, with overwhelming terror, and with miraculous signs and wonders. He brought us to this place and gave us this land flowing with milk and honey. And now, O Lord, I have brought you the first portion of the harvest you have given me from the ground. Then place the produce before the Lord your God and bow to the ground in worship before him. Afterward, you may go and celebrate because of all the good things the Lord your God has given you and your household. Remember to include the Levites and the foreigners living among you in the celebration. Every third year, you must offer a special tithe of your crops. In this year of the special tithe, you must give your tithes to the Levites, foreigners, orphans, and widows, so that they will have enough to eat in your towns. Then you must declare in the presence of the Lord your God, I have taken the sacred gift from my house and have given it to the Levites, foreigners, orphans, and widows, just as you've commanded me. I have not violated... Or forgotten any of your commands. I have not eaten any of it while in mourning. I have not handled it while I was ceremonially unclean, and I have not offered any of it to the dead. I have obeyed the Lord my God and have done everything you commanded me. Now look down from your holy dwelling place in heaven and bless your people Israel and the land you swore to give to our ancestors to give us a land flowing with milk and honey. Today, the Lord your God has commanded you to obey all these decrees and regulations, so be careful to obey them wholeheartedly. You have declared today that the Lord is your God, and you have promised to walk in his ways and to obey his decrees, commands, and regulations, and to do everything he tells you. The Lord has declared today that you are his people, his own special treasure, just as he promised, and that you must obey all his commands. And if you do, he will set you high above all the other nations he has made. Then you will receive praise, honor, and renown. You you will be a nation that is holy to the Lord your God, just as he promised. Okay. Good reading, Eric. That was good. It's good stuff in there. Mm-hmm. You better believe it. Yeah. So what does this tell us about God? What does this tell us about us? Those are great questions that you can always ask yourself when you're reading the Bible. You should. Yeah. yeah. And then it does us no good mm-hmm. to have information without Life transformation. So we always have to look for an application. Very good. That's look good. at that. You're 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 sounding just like me. I know. Every single day. Yeah, it's called That's discipleship. Awesome. Yeah. So, all right. Yes. Okay. What does this tell us about God, Chip? Man, th- there's some that we've already hit and will hit. So I'm going to pick one we have not. Uh, I don't okay. think we have. Okay. Um, uh, God wants us to bless the needy. You know, that, 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 the, the stuff we don't get to, you know, in, in the fields, like leave it, he said. And, and the people leave the edges and they'll come and they'll get it. And, the, you know, the poor, the needy, 
the destitute. And so God w- uh, always wants us to look out for the needy. And if we have something for them, instead of you know praying for them, let's give it to them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and so uh, just be aware of that. And it uh, could be really anything, but in this case, it's some of their harvest. Yeah. Blessing with. Yeah, I would say uh, I'll build right off of that because that's where I was going with this too is um, we are God's uh, provision for them. We are. like, and, and, and no, we are not bound by this. No to all of our farmers who are listening, and we have many. Um, if you somehow miss a piece of your harvest, it's not like you have to leave it in the field so that people can come and eat it. That's just not how we live anymore. Right, no. But the reality is yeah. if something, if, if you have material, and this is not just for farmers, but for everyone, yeah. if you have material possessions mm-hmm. that mean so little to you that you forget about them, then why would you not bless other people with them? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's almost like hand-me-downs, yeah. right? My sister blesses my family with hand-me-downs for Micah all the time. She has three boys. Yeah. Now she, you know, of her own. Now she's yeah. got stepkids too. And they hand stuff down to us mm-hmm. like crazy. And it's yeah. a huge blessing. These are things that would go in a box and sit in the garage or a shed or whatever. And you forget about them. They go to Goodwill, which is great. But to be able to just give them to somebody, mm. you know, we, we as the church, we should be the provision mm-hmm. for people who are struggling. You know, here at our church, we have the Elders Fund. You may hear it called a Benevolence Fund in some places. Sure. We have just generally generous people. It's one of our core values of our church that we're radically generous, yeah, right? That's right? So, like, we understand this as a church. Are we perfect? No, of course not. But, like, as the as the kingdom of God, like, as as citizens of the kingdom of God, we need to really understand that, you know, God's not just going to drop, you know, a car out of heaven for the the single mom who can't get to work, you know, but he may send one of his people, one of his followers, a a fully devoted follower, a disciple of Jesus Mm. to go bless that woman with either a ride to work or maybe a car or some money toward a car. You know, like we are God's provision Mm. for people Mm. all the way back to Israel, all the way back to this moment. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so um, that just reminds me of something. We came up with our, our, our church values. Values is how we are going to behave as we go towards the mission, the vision of the church God's given to us. And so we um, remember we did this? So every value always started with God. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're to practice radical generosity as a church because God is generous. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so we do it because he did it and still does it. And starting with our salvation and many other things. And so we just continue that. And so I think the takeaway from this is just be open to what God wants you to give and bless others and how he wants you to bless others uh, through, through you. And so we hold on to things loosely. You know, it's not your money. It's his money. It's not your stuff. It's his stuff. And he, he, he might tell you to do some crazy things or just some normal, ordinary things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and so... And just being open to that and do that. I know many of you probably do that already. And just, you know, the challenge, is, the challenge today, though, in our economy is, is not to do it as much mm-hmm. because we don't have as much. Mm-hmm. And so just be open to what God has for you uh, anytime. Be, you know, be creative about it, too. Hannah is very excited. We're getting more chickens yeah. this week. Okay. She's very excited. And one of the reasons she's excited is because she wants to give eggs away. Yeah, that's And awesome. I know, Chip, you're top of the list. Oh, great. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. You love eggs. Yeah. Take out a loan last week to get some. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, the, the reality is, you know, 
you have things that you can offer people. Yeah. You know, absolutely. maybe you're in a position where you can hire somebody. Maybe you're in a position where you can, mm-hmm. you know, can give a couple bucks or, you know, can volunteer at a place that does help or, you know, support the mission of someone else. You know, maybe you can just give to our food pantry here at the church or at your church or wherever, you know, like. Just be generous with what you have right. and be creative about it. Yeah, I just picked up a, 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 couch cushion, a couch cushion today that got ripped, and a lady in our church just wanted to bless us and sew it first and put it back together for us. So I just picked it up. She did it just like that, and that was the way she blessed us. That's very So generous. nice. I couldn't do it. Yeah. Nope. be a mess. <laughs> yeah, crazy. That's true. Yeah. So there you have it. Okay. Well, that's good. Let's be generous. Let's be generous. Yeah. So you can be generous to the Chip and Eric show. We... We will accept your You know what? Like, it's been since <laughs> Valentine's Day since oh, someone gave us a snack. That is true. We are very hungry. We, <laughs> we only <are> eat. <laughs> we only eat here. And you must not muzzle oh, an ox to keep it from eating yeah. as it treads out the grain. Yeah, we've been muzzled. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Paul does quote that for paying pastors, right? Like, that is... He does. Yeah. So... There you have it. Okay. Don't muzzle the ox, guys. That's yeah. what that's what this whole thing should have been about. It should have been. What should we do? Don't muzzle the ox. Yep. This ox got to eat. He does. <laughs> Believe me, he really does. All right, guys. All right. Thanks so much have for joining us. We're good super job. proud Way of you. Good job. Way to go. Yay. We will see you tomorrow. Yay. You have a shout out? You have Yay. a shout out off the top of your head? No. No shout out? No. Okay. Good right. job. Way to go. Oh, my word. All right. I'm not going to hit stop. I want to see how long okay. it'll go. I, I'm done. Oh. That wasn't really fun. Yay.